Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I have a special guest on this segment of Smeichel Speaks. Teresita Britton is an ICF certified professional coach. She's got more than 20 years of experience guiding leaders in their career development. Terry coaches executives all over the world. Her clients are leading in some of the most notable organizations around the globe. She provides services to the World Bank, to MedStar, to all of the federal agencies, and to a lot of other well-known organizations. While Terry does coach executives, she also has a lot of insights on how executives can coach their team members. And that's what she's here to help us with today. Welcome, Terry. I am delighted that you joined us today. Thanks, Joanne. I'm so happy to be here. You know how passionate I am about speaking, about coaching, and the work that I do, um, which I feel is extremely important in organizational development. Yes, you do have a passion for excellence in coaching. I know you coach executives, and I also know that that developmental work can't stop with them. And in reality, most organizations aren't willing to invest in coaching for every single manager and every single supervisor. Is that correct? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, some organizations are have a more coaching culture than others. Um, but you're you're right. It's it's a heavy investment uh, for the organization, and so it's not provided for everyone, unfortunately. So that means that the skill has to kind of cascade down in the organization if they're going to create a coaching culture. Absolutely, it's um, or even ground up. We, I've done a lot of coaching. Yes, I coach executives, and that's wonderful. But one of the things I tell my executives, the, the senior leaders I coach, is oftentimes when I'm working with them, it does need to cascade down that they, in, in what hap- typically happens is that I'm actually coaching really the team. The team benefits okay. from that coaching, and they need to be open to having all of their issues, you know, sort of surface during the coaching engagement. And when I work with a senior leader that is very open to that happening, I know it's going to be a win for the organization. So I'm curious about that win for the organization and this whole idea that of that coaching culture. Are there characteristics of organizations that integrate coaching as a part of their development and part of their leadership, are there characteristics of, the, of those types of organizations? I'm not, I don't have like one set of just a list. Um, I do look for certain things. So some of them would be, what kinds of conversations do I hear through the organizations? Um, do they, do, are the conversations, um, you know, because that will typically tell me what kind of culture there is, right? So are the comfort conversations very hush-hush and fear-based? Or are people openly giving each other feedback and have that 
as a norm of their environment. So that's one thing I look for. I really pay attention to the kinds of conversations that happen in an organization. It will tip you off a lot to whether this organization's ready. Um, another is how much do they invest in leadership development? Mm. And I don't mean just for like the top executives, right? How much does it, how much, and it doesn't have to be big blown out leadership programs. Um, some organizations have just, you know, terrific um, investments in those kinds of programs. But do, is there, is there investment and is there conversation around developing everyone from the bottom up. Um, and then the last thing that I typically look for is, is this engagement or do they treat coaching as if it's a remedial fix for this leader? What do is you mean? It, is it a checkoff? You know, is it uh -huh. HR coming to me saying, we need to fix this leader or the next thing is exit, right? And, and sometimes that kind of coaching works. However, if it's already in their mindset that they are going to let an executive go, you know, they might as well let them go now because the work that happens during coaching, it does take time and it does take um, support from the organization and, and all of its leaders. Okay. Okay. I get that. I understand that. So do you have strategies that you use for teaching leaders how to coach their teams? Um, I do, actually. I am a big proponent of, um, and I, my every leader I've ever coached probably will tell you this, I believe that leaders need to develop coaching competencies. They need to have that as part of their, um, you know, of what they do. And so the strategies I use are really to help them figure out first what style, right? What's their own leadership style? Um, because you're not going to take someone who is a directive style is going to coach much differently than someone's much more collaborative naturally. So I really try to get them to understand what would their natural style be? The worst is for a leader to become a leader that they aren't meant to be authentically. Mm. And so they need to understand what are their strengths? What do, what do they do best? And once we understand that, and then so then they're really operating out of, um, you know, the foundation of strengths. And then now you can pile on some skill development. And when you think about skill development, what are the skills that you see as most important? I, I get the piece about they've got to find their authentic leadership style. Are there skills that work with all of the authentic leadership styles? Tell me about more about the skill development. Um, well, critical will be what is expected of them as a leader in their organization to be successful. So what I find is a leader at World Bank has different competencies that they really need to um, to harness and uh, nurture that will make them successful. And it might be different key ones than someone at, say, a manufacturing organization or a sales organization. I would say some of the most key 
key competencies that all leaders have to to develop would be coaching, definitely coaching skills, coaching, being able to coach their the people whom they lead, especially to get them to meet their own potential. And that's really what coaching is about, is helping people around you meet their potential. Um, coaching, and I think extremely effective communication skills in being able to influence being able to align the organization um, in different ways. A lot, many organizations so complex that just a hierarchical communication plan does not work. You're working across boundaries and and, um, departments and divisions. So so those two are extremely critical for me. So are you saying that when you're teaching leaders how to coach, you're teaching them also how to um, instruct their people on how to communicate better, on how to cross boundaries in the organization. Are those the kinds of things that you teach leaders how to coach to, or is that what you're saying? Well, I I do believe in what you're talking about when it's cascading down. Yes. I really believe in, I have this conversation with all of my leaders because they're leaders for a reason, right? They have people in the organization who are looking at them. They have to model well, and they have to model those behaviors that that the organization values well. And so they can't be hypocritical. They can't say, we have to build organizational alignment and then be doing shady things like politicking, right, on the side and doing all those things. So that's my job. I I put the mirror up and point that out to them. And then you teach them how to put the mirror up to their people? Um, I uh, Absolutely. Because okay. who else does? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it's a team coaching engagement, what happens is, um, is that I'm able to allow them to become aware of what they're doing. And it's not really teaching. It's, 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 you know, coaching is really having them become the best observers of themselves so that when I'm gone, they can have sort of that inner voice and say, you know, that is not modeling well. That is not what I would expect from my people. And I'm doing it. And so them to have, you know, we call it, you know, that I being able to look at yourself and know that you are doing so. your actions are causing a result that you don't want. And so to be able to be quite transformational and say, I don't want that result. I'm changing my action. And that's what we really work on in coaching. So when you're helping leaders to develop that I, how do they then help their team members develop the I, um, particularly if they're struggling with it themselves? This is a great question. This, so this is really um, having them become much more aware. Heightened awareness is extremely important. And so in the coaching engagement, it is about developing that, helping the the leader develop that awareness. And the, you know, some of the first steps might just be, don't do anything, 
just sit and observe yourself. Sit and observe yourself in meetings. Are you getting the results that you want? Are you able to um, sit there and not be directive and sit and ask questions or engage people in a different way? So, so some of the some of the first you know meetings or sessions could really just be about what are you noticing about yourself and how you're showing up as a leader, and then they then ask their people once they've mastered it to begin being observers or noticers of themselves because there's no learning without reflection okay okay so you're really proposing that the leader reflects and then the team reflects and the changes their own behavior okay okay so the behavior changes have to have um, an individual component before they can have a team component i think so I okay. think it's fair. Uh, that's the way I coach. It's it's very important for the leader to uh, model the behaviors that they they also want from their team members. Okay, so I'm curious about measurement. How do you suggest that leaders measure the success of the coaching that they've had from their coach, and then the coaching that they do with their people? Like, how do you measure this? It seems. Like it's kind of, I don't know, up in the air and up to uh, sub- subjective. Yes. Um, and this is this is such an important question because, you, as you know, you're in business, the business world. Our work has to get has to be able to be measured in order for it to sustain in organizations. And I'll tell you, I've been in many organizations for long periods of time, not coaching the same leaders, but but really expanding. And so I think in coaching particularly, in coaching work, you have to put the measurements back on the client. In the beginning, I really asked them to put together a plan for their goal development. What do you want to accomplish during this, this coaching? And through that process, they're able to articulate, um, you know, the specific goals that they want. And we also talk about what are the action steps in, that you need to do in order to achieve that goal. And I only have them pick maybe two or three, three at the most that they're really going to focus on. And so that for them then begins to have that same application of, when leaders are given, you know, here's the, this strategy and here's what you need to do. And, and so it at least gives them that ability to say, hey, check off the box. I was successful doing this. I was successful doing that. And so at least I've set it up for them in a business perspective that here's how you will measure your success. And then you ask them to do that with their team members? Absolutely. Okay. If my leaders aren't having conversations around their people's leadership development or individual, you know, development plans, then I say what what is which I think is their number one role as a leader, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then that's a conversation we have. Okay. So you actually ask them to hold themselves accountable for coaching and developing the people on their teams. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Okay. And I always, I, you know, I use, and I do this also because I do a lot of leadership development, whether I'm coaching in leadership development programs or I'm, um, you know, facilitating learning in those. I, you know, I, I, I really, I say whatever I do with you, you are, should be able to do with your people. Okay. I, that's how you create the culture in that cascade that we were talking about. So what are the most important things that the leaders you work with who want or need to coach their team members should remember? What is the most important thing? Um, that it's a skill. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if they're not good at it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's something, it doesn't define them if they don't have it currently, regardless how long they've been in leadership, that it is a tool. And if they are going to meet their potential as a leader, they need to build a tool belt that's got plenty of tools in it. And coaching and the coaching skills is just one of them. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your insights, Terry. I get a lot out of my conversations with you and I learn from you. So thanks for coming and thanks for being a part of this podcast. Terry has also been a guest on the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel. Look for her episode and go deeper on coaching there. She'll also be back on a podcast sometime in the near future. Thanks again, Terry. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.